and Pastor Tom. Good to have you with us as we worship God together here today. If you are visiting with us or if you have any prayer requests, we encourage you to fill out this piece of paper in your bulletin. We will follow up with you appropriately. Let's see, several things going on around here you ought to know about. So our youth are commandeering the portable building out behind the this building and they're going to turn it into their hangout space and youth group meeting space for youth group Bible study, etc. So I think they just bought flooring last night, is my understanding, and uh, they're going to lay that themselves, install that themselves, some of which may happen today, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> After church today, it is theoretically possible that some of the flooring might be installed, most if not all. A confident Zachary True says. All right. So if you are a youth and you would like to help with that, you are welcome to hang out after church and be part of that. They are looking for items that uh, they might incorporate into the lounging aspect of their vision. So Zachary, you're looking for... So in this print that I don't can't read because I don't have my glasses on, there are examples of things you might be interested in having. So if you have any of those types of items laying around, uh, feel free to contact one of our youth and they will come pick it up, Zach. All right. Okay. And where did, uh, Caroline, where is the rest of your family? They're just, they're greeting. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, then, speaking of youth group, thank you. Um, we are having a week from today, I believe, a youth group planning party. No, meeting. Did I say party? I like parties. We can make it a party. But youth group planning meeting. Uh, we will sit down, take a look at the fall semester uh, youth group kickoff event and a date for that, and then youth group Bible study planning. Uh, some of our youth have some plans for how to improve our youth group Bible study time, so we'll be listening to that, those proposals and uh, looking forward to a good year, maybe even take a stab at blueprint dates. So bring what? Bring your input. And if you already know your 2019 summer calendar, you'll want to come with that information. All right. Okay. What else do we have going on around here? Uh, a w this coming Saturday, we are hosting a memorial service for Sherry Cop's father, Ron, who passed away uh, just recently. And we will be meeting here for that purpose. Uh, anything else folks need to know? There'll be a reception following. Turquoise, teal, or any bright colors. All right, no, no, don't come in black, in other words. All right. My wife's favorite color, black, but, you know. All right. Okay, let's see. Uh, robotics Club. So, Mr. Kale, Dr. Kale, excuse me, um, has been host hosting robotics camps 
here over the course of the summer since we've moved in, basically, and he is offering free of charge to any kids seven and up. Adults are welcome, too. Um, uh, and he does have the absolute coolest Legos collection in San Antonio. I'll, I'll give him that. It's pretty awesome. But if you have a child uh, seven years old or older, uh, or if, if you're married to someone who acts like a child, you can send them to the robotics camp. There's no charge. He's just doing this so that Hope families can have some fun and uh, your kids might actually learn something. So uh, I've seen some of the things that they do, and it's kind of cool. So do you, do you, are you just going to build the Legos robots, basically, or... All right. Do any of the robots breathe fire? They should. Not yet? Okay. All right. Just checking. All right. What's that? Now's my chance. All right. And let's see. We are uh, in the process of officer nominations. There are forms in the back. Please read the scriptures that... Uh, describe the qualifications for office and think of people that uh, you might think are uh, that fit those descriptions and submit their names and nomination the, the instructions are on the nomination forms but tis the season and we encourage you to participate in nominations all right um, so this won't be the last time she's ever here but Amy um, would you and Charlotte come forward to the middle? And so Amy Hutchings uh, is moving to Houston. She's sold her house here and purchased a house in Houston. And they're in the process of, you're almost moved in, right? Things are in storage. When do, when do you move in? Uh, hopefully we close on the 31st. Okay, closing on the 31st. Lots of limbo until then. Yeah. All right, and we would like to pray for y'all before you uh, change cities. We hope you come back and visit often. This prayer does not mean that you can't come back here. <laughs> it just means that we want to send you to your, this next chapter of your life with God's blessing and our love. So if you would hope, please stand up, move towards the middle of the room, and we're going to pray for Charlotte and Amy as they uh, prepare for this transition in their lives. Father God, we thank you for the way in which you provide, and we pray that this transition will be one that is full of health and life for Amy and Charlotte and Bethany and their future together. I just pray for good quality time with Amy and her family in Houston, and we just lift uh, this family before you with these words of blessing to go with them and over them. Safety, peace joy, love, friendship, hope, purpose and wisdom, Father, that you would pour out your spirit upon them, go before them, prepare the way, and 
raise up those relationships in Houston that will be life-giving and healthy for uh, each member of her family. And we just pray your blessing over Amy and her girls in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Love y'all. Come back and see her. All right. That's right. <laughs> all right. If I can have all of the important people come down to the front at this time. Yeah, where's the candle? There it is. Yeah, you can figure it out. It's your problem. <laughs> I got here first. How are you guys doing today? Doing okay? Hello. Hello. There it is. All right. So let's see. What is the meaning of life? <laughs> Start with the easy questions. I'm getting a 42 from Eric, which means he's read A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. No answers? You don't know the meaning of life? Why are we here? So we can worship Jesus. That is the actual correct answer, sir. Ten points to Ethan. Well done. Right? <laughs> and so at the heart, at the heart of worship, there's a word. What's, the, what's a word that comes out of your heart? What comes out of your heart? Love, right? And Jesus was asked one time, Jesus was asked, what's, what's the meaning of life? Yes, sir? Well, all kinds of blood cells, red and white blood cells, come out of your heart, right? I was speaking of your spiritual heart, though, right? Um. So somebody asked Jesus one time, what's the most important thing in life? Okay, And Jesus answered, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your, your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and all of your strength. Okay? And... So Tristan is in our youth group, and he re did a little research on the word that was used that's translated here as mind and strength. And Tristan, what word did you study? Mayod. Mayod. Can you say mayod? Look, there you just spoke Hebrew. Can you believe that? It's like mayo with a D on it. Okay? So... Our maod is what, what is the last thing in the in the verse that we're supposed to love God with all of our maod. Tristan, what does maod mean? Maod means well in here, maod means strength, as in the original in in the Shema. It means strength. Okay, so it's often translated strength. So you're to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your Strength. What does that mean to love God with all your strength? To love Him strongly. That's a good way to put it. And so God wants us to, most importantly, 
remember that our relationship with him is all about love, right? And when we experience God's love for ourselves, then we can show love to other people better, right? Um, okay, so love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Um, let me ask you this question. You ever get mad? Uh, you ever break anything because you're mad? No? Theo, you ever broken anything because you were mad? Maybe. Ethan, you ever broke? Never? No? Nope. Hayden? Nobody's ever broken anything because you're mad? Really? Am I the only one? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Frank. Well, you know, nobody's perfect, right? Tristan, have you ever broken anything because you're mad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And so sometimes we get mad, and what do we do with our strength when we get mad? We might break something. We might hurt someone or ourselves. Uh, we might throw something or kick something. Um, so is that what God wants you to use your strength for? No. What does he want you to use it for? Okay. For what? Use it properly for good, right? To, to use that strength to love God and to love each other. Okay? All right. Can I say a prayer for you guys before you go to Hope for Kids? Dear God, thank you for these precious children and the gifts that they are to our lives and to our church. And we just pray your blessing over them as they study more of your word and hope for kids this morning. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and lead them into a deeper understanding of your love for them through Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a good time and hope for kids. stranger morning how are you i'm pretty good all right so this is tristan tristan's a member of our youth group and over the past you dropped your notes yeah all right over the course of the past uh semester of the school year we all studied together uh the what's a verse or a passage out of the book of deuteronomy that's often referred to as the shema um, it's, it's one of the oldest uh, prayers in Judaism and really sort of a, a crystallizing set of verses for the people of Israel and for us and for all people who uh, love God and are trying to figure this thing out, right? Um, so, Tristan, you chose what word? Mayod. Mayod. And that is translated in Deuteronomy chapter 6 as strength. strength. So we're going to look at this morning at what it means to love God with all of our strength, right? Okay, let's say a prayer, and then we'll get started. Do you want to dial or hang up? I'll hang up. You'll hang up? Okay. Father God, we 
come before you, and as we open your word, we pray that you would open our hearts, that you would speak to us this morning through the presence and power of your Holy Spirit as your word is engaged. And we just ask as we do that, that you would prepare our hearts, and we give you the burdens of our hearts, that we might be more free to encounter you here through your word today. Lord, we, we give you those relationships in our lives that are strained. We pray for your peace and reconciliation where it is needed. We give you our sins and our disappointments, and we thank you for the forgiveness and the mercy that are ours in Jesus Christ. We lift before you those whom we know and love who are sick, and we pray your healing mercies over them. We Pray for those who mourn, <clears throat> that you would comfort them. We lift up this country and our leaders at every level of government. We pray that you would give them wisdom and discernment in the decisions that are before them. And Father, we lift up our men and women in uniform. We ask that you would watch over and protect them. We pray especially for those who are in harm's way, that you would bring them home safely. We pray for their loved ones who await their safe return, that your comfort and peace would be with them during the waiting. And Lord, we lift this church to you and all of your churches to you this morning. We just pray that your word would go forth through your people and it would not return to you empty. And so we lift our hearts to you this morning. You're on. In your son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Another closer. I like that. Very good. All right, so Tristan, you want to take us into the reading of the Shema in its context in Deuteronomy, and then we'll talk a little bit about what it is and where it came from, and then we'll move towards that word maod. Sound good? Sounds good. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning in verse 4. Yeah. You got this? I got this. All right. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them dil diligently to, to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and while you lay down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Excellent. All right. So explain to us briefly what the Shema is. What, what is this thing that we just read? The Shema is a prayer that has been done over many, 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 many centuries. Even millennia. Even millennia. Yeah. Even millennia by the Jewish people. And they say it at the beginning of the day and before you go to bed. You know, when you lie down and when you rise. Mm -hmm. um, in older times, they would bind little boxes with Shema, with like a scroll, and it says Shema on their hands and on their their foreheads, mm -hmm. as well as on their at the front of their house, on their doorposts, and on the gates. Okay, and so uh, there are still Jews today, actually, that yes. that bind the phylacteries to their heads, and um, and then just about every Jewish family I've ever known has what's the little box called on the masusa? Yes, on the, and it's nailed to their door frame of their house. This is the verse that that practice comes from, mm -hmm. and so. This is Moses. They've, he's led the people out of Egypt. Yay. And then he disobeys God and gets stuck out in the wilderness with a bunch. Of, how would you like to have 
you know, several hundred thousand people following you, and then you're stuck in a desert. But that wouldn't be ideal. It would not be ideal. You might not be the most popular leader at that point. Probably and not. so this is towards the end of Moses' life. He has a very clear idea of what he's up against with God's people, that they're not the most obedient and compliant individuals on the planet. Um, but they're really no different than anyone else on the planet. Um, and Moses is trying to do what? As he's, this is sort of like his last will and testament to God's people, and he's sort of what? He is um, attempting to simplify and clarify what it actually means to follow God. And it's a summary of the law of God. Okay. And rem it reminds us what is most important in the relationship with God. Which would be what? Love. Love. All right. So, yeah, I think it is important to, to remember that Moses has just um, sort of codified several hundred laws mm -hmm. and reiterated the Ten Commandments. And then he sort of stops and says, now, in case you get the wrong idea, our relationship with God is not based on uh, these laws. It's based on love. Love. Very good. Okay. So what word from the Shema did you choose to focus on? I chose Mayod. Mayod, mm -hmm. uh, which when we transliterate that into English is M-E apostrophe O-D. O -D. All right. And in the ESV, it is often translated as strength, strength or might. Actually, in this case, I missed that. That was yeah, the wrong word. Might, yeah. um, and uh, <coughs> is that normally how the word mayod is translated in the Old Testament? No, it is not. No, it's not. Okay, so what's unusual about the way it is translated in this passage? Okay, mayod is an adverb, which means it like modifies the impact of a verb. Okay. So, like, mayod would be the equivalent of, like, very or much, you know? Okay. Like, um, I am mayod mad at Kevin because <laughs> I don't know yet. Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll figure it I'll out. I'll figure soon. that out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, it's an adverb. Um, and just for Dan's here today, so, so can you just explain for Dan again what an adverb is? Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this pretty slowly, okay? It makes a verb better. So it... <laughs> um, it, it adds to the impact of a verb, an adverb. <laughs> it, might, it might detract from the impact of a verb, too, but um, like he barely hit the ball. Barely would be the adverb, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, all right, it's an adverb. This is the only place that we, that we found, anyway, in the Old Testament where mayod is used as... Strength. As a noun. As, as a the noun. word strength, yeah, right? Str yeah. So it doesn't normally mean strength. It doesn't normally mean might. It's not a noun. Mm -hmm. um, so how is it normally translated? It's usually translated as very or much. Okay. That was, you know, mayod kind of you or your kindness is mayod appreciated. All right, so we've got a couple of, uh, couple of examples of that in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. uh, Cain and Abel both present offerings yeah. to God. God likes Abel's sacrifice, mm -hmm. but he's not so thrilled with Cain's, and so Cain reacts this way. 
But for Cain, whom his offering he had no regard, so Cain was very angry, and his face fell. So Cain was very mayoed, was or, or Cain was, was mayoed angry, was and mayoed angry. Yeah. So that it, it modifies or it adds to the strength of yeah. the word anger. Mm-hmm. Um, then in First Chronicles twenty-one, we see the word used twice in the same verse, in verse thirteen, um, and in both cases, it's it's actually they didn't translate it as an adverb here in the first instance, but. Um, it actually is. It's, it should. It could read, um, "I am greatly distressed," mm-hmm. right? But it says, "I am in great distress. Let me fall into the hand of the Lord, for His mercy is very great, or mayod great, mayod great." But do not let me fall into the hand of man. So this is King David talking about life, and mm-hmm. um, he's really stressed, but he knows that God is really awesome. So that's what he's pleading for there. Um, now, when we were talking about this, sorry, at, uh, I think it was at Chris Madrid's, which is a great place to talk about Bible verses, I'm just saying. They all make better sense when you have a greasy uh, tostado burger, tostado burger just right, right in front of you. dripping with queso, or, yeah, all right, sorry. So, <laughs> um, <coughs> we were sitting there discussing this word, and you quoted a line from what movie? Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. The weird Alice in Wonderland. The weird Alice in Wonderland. With, with Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm. <coughs> so actually, uh, whoever wrote this line for Johnny Depp probably understood the word mayoed. Yes. Um, More than likely. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to show the clip. Are you ready? You want to set it up? Alice just failed to kill. Okay. Alice is refusing to kill the Jabberwocky. You know, the big old dragon that's terrorizing the land and the have the that the Red Queen has control of. So prior in Alice's previous visit she had no problem with it, you know. But now that she's come again and she refuses because she's too timid, she's too scared and stuff like that. So So the Mad know, Hatter the Mad confronts Hatter her confronts her. He's quite upset. And um he says this line. All right. Here we go. If, it, if we can make it work. If we can make it work. So if, if we get the clip up, the first thing that the Mad Hatter says is you didn't slay or you don't slay or something like that. You didn't slay. You don't. There it is. Here it is. Hey, you can't leave me here. You don't slay. Do you have any idea what the Red Queen has done? You don't slay. I couldn't if I wanted to. You're not the same as you were before. And you were much more... muchier. You've lost your muchness. My muchness? In there, something's missing. Tell me what Red Queen has done. All right. So... We're sitting at Chris Madrid's. You say, "You've lost your muchness." It's like it's like when the Mad Hatter yeah. tells Alice, "You've lost, lost your, your muchness. muchness." Yes. And I'm like, "Huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and being what are you, 17, 16? 16. 16. Um, he just pulls his phone out, pulls it up on YouTube, plays the clip for me. I'm like, "That's stinking perfect." <laughs> like that's just spot on. And so the the Mad Hatter is basically telling Alice, you're missing 
the most vital part of you, the part where there's life and strength and vigor, mm -hmm. your muchness your drive. is mm -hmm. gone, your drive is gone. And so uh, I think that was a, a good, a really good sort of parallel and a window into the meaning of this word and the way that Moses uses it in this context. Um, so if you were now translating the Shema, it might read something like, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your muchness. I think you need to say muchness like the Mad Hatter says muchness. The muchness. There you go. All right. So mayod kind of means your, your life force or your... Your everything. Your everything. I like the word you used earlier, your vigor and your drive. And yes. Your, yeah, yeah it's, it's sort of that uh, drive is drive, a good word. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so to love God that way... Um, what does that entail? That means in everything you do, in everything you are, you use that for the grace and the glory of God. You love him yes. with all of that, you know. Or at least we're supposed to. We're supposed to. Does know? it always work out that way? Absolutely not. No. Sometimes I give God my barely anything-ness, mm. mm. right? But, um, but he wants my muchness. Mm -hmm. I like that. Okay, so we're going to take a look at how one New Testament author translates the word maod. So this is where, so this is a little bit complicated, but you have Luke, is it Luke? Mark. Mark, Mark Luke, whatever. Um, same, same. So you have Mark who's translating Jesus, who's quoting the Shema. So Jesus has, is probably reciting the Shema either in Hebrew, probably in Hebrew. Yes. Um, but then Mark is writing to a Greek audience, and he's got to figure out how to translate this word, meod, his, this muchness. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I think, it's, I think you s we'll see something interesting here. You want to read it or you want me to read it? I'll read it. Okay. Okay, so this is Mark 12, chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. All right. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered all of them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So okay. if you notice, with all your mind and with all your strength. So he kind of broke mayod up into two separate parts, you know, mind and strength. Right. So he's he's basically going, if I'm going to get across to this this Greek-speaking audience, the strength of this word, this one word mayod, I'm going to have to use two words. It's not that it's not that Jesus misquoted the Shema. That the likelihood of that is pretty thin. Right? I mean, there's, there is no Jewish, self-respecting Jewish person who would mess this, up yeah, the, the Shema. Shema. Yeah. I might, but that doesn't happen. They say it twice a day. It's, it's like clockwork. Automatic, yes. And so, but when Mark goes to try to lean into the impact of that word meod, he actually chooses two different Greek words to translate it, right? Um, so he's explaining a Jewish word to a Greek audience. He's trying to get at. He's trying to get at the muchness. 
Did you say that like the Mad Hatter? No. Come on, man. He's trying to get at the muchness of the word. Okay. Um, Dance, monkey, dance. (laughs) So, yeah, so it's, it's it's that strong of a word, actually. And Moses sort of invents a word like the sort of like the Mad Hatter did. He uses an adverb as a noun. Um, and I think Mark actually is is wise to sort of explode it into two words because he's trying to communicate to other people like this is a big word. This is a this is an everything word. One of them five dollar words. One of them five dollar words. <laughs> um, okay. So we're supposed to love God with all of our muchness, all of our heart, soul, and muchness, and yet we don't. Yes, we don't. We don't always love God with all of our heart, our soul, and our muchness. We'll, we'll love him half-heartedly. Uh, Quarter-heartedly. We'll, or we'll cut the spiritual part out of it for yeah. a little while, and then we won't give him our muchness. We'll give him our littleness or something. Um, and so that brings us to the thought of how does this word mayod relate to the cross, to the Messiah, to our Savior? What's, what's going, what's... How does this all tie in? How does it all tie in? Okay. So Jesus, on the cross, he gave his, he gave his muchness for all of us so we could, in turn, attempt to give our muchness back to God. Okay. You know? So Jesus gave us his mayod for mm-hmm. the forgiveness of our sins, um, I'm going to read Mark 15, 37, mm-hmm. and I want you to just kind of react to it, like what's happening here. This is He's on the cross, and it says, Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. What's going out of him? His muchness. His muchness, his mayod, his strength, his life force, his everything. Um, and so he is literally spending that mm-hmm. on our behalf, mm-hmm. that out of his muchness we can be redeemed okay and then um that take us to the next bullet point there that makes jesus is our mayode and he is our muchness okay so that jesus then is where muchness comes from Mm -hmm. he is our strength he is that life force within us Mm -hmm. um and then we found a verse in First uh, Timothy that I thought uh, was a good sort of summary, and it, it starts with, this is a Greek speaker using the word strength, so it's not actually the same word, but um, do you have that? Nope. I'll read it. All right, you listen, and then respond for me. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, and then I'll jump a verse and a verse and a half. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Right. So you have these three expressions. We're to love God with all of our heart. Uh, you sort of see that um, uh, in the love, in verse 14, uh, the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. All of our soul, that's the faith component, 
And then in that verse 12, he says, I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord. You see the, the Shema almost echoed in this, in this verse. Um, and it's just a, it's a powerful reminder that our maod comes from the cross. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's what he sort of gave up and spent on that cross was to redeem us. Okay. Um, so I guess, you know, I keep coming back to this, but how well do you love God with all of your mayod all the time? Not at all. <laughs> right. Like in comparison to, you know, what, you know, it's, it's insignificant almost. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. And like he, he literally gave everything. all of his mayod, his everything. And sometimes we look at that sacrifice and we go, meh, mm. yeah, I'd rather have a burger. Not that there's anything wrong with a cheeseburger, a tostada burger. Actually, there's a lot wrong with a tostada burger, but um, okay. Um, all right. So, anything you want to sort of summarize with? Okay. So, um, I'm gonna just reiterate the Shema just real quick. Okay. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Might mayod mayod muchness. Christ gave his mayod his muchness his everything for us so we could in turn try to give our muchness back to god awesome you know. so that's a well put mm -hmm. let me close with this prayer father god we thank you that your son indeed spent all of his muchness out of love for you and out of love for us and that from that sacrifice flows all of the strength and the faith and the love that we need for life. And we just thank you that you have gotten this and understood this uh, for millennia. You've always known what we need. And you are faithful to provide that through your word and through your son and through your people. And Lord, we pray that you would lead each one of us to love you more fully with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mayod, our muchness. We just pray that you would uh, fill each person in this room with your Holy Spirit, lead them into a deeper sense of your love for them through Jesus Christ, and use us to spend our, your mayod on behalf of others. We thank you for the many blessings we enjoy as your children. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Tristan. Cornerstone.
come this morning to the Lord's table and this is indeed where we taste of the strength that Christ poured out on our behalf he wants us to take in spiritually the nourishment that comes through his sacrifice that we might be renewed and restored and have the strength that he wants us to spend on behalf of others. So, as I read these words that the Apostle Paul gave to the church in Corinth, I want you to open your hearts, let them in to you, to your heart, to your soul, and let them give you strength. May these words define your approach to the Lord's table today. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this 
in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And so we are to open our hearts and let God search us and know us. Let him speak to uh, those places within us that are not perfect, that are in need of grace and healing and love, and to yield those to him as we come to his table, that we might find the taste of forgiveness fresh and new in our hearts as we do this. And I should remind you, this is not Hope Church's table. This is the table table of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is open to all for whom he has died for the forgiveness of their sins. And so when you are ready, you are invited to come forward, take a piece of our uh, terrible gluten-free matzah, and uh, dip it into the wine and partake of this sacrament of grace and love made possible for us in Christ.